Welcome to the Junk Miles Trail Club's monthly podcast. Here we discuss all things trail running, as well as whatever comes to mind. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hey everybody, episode 12 of the podcast, a slightly different format. Uh, we managed to get Josh, Brian, Donnie, and Jared all from the 500 mile run down to Virginia in the same room to do a Facebook live recap. We captured that audio version of that and it has been uploaded to this platform for you to listen to it here. because my beer's over there. Hey guys, we're back. We're in the middle. 500 miles. And bet suicide. Little wrap up. Is it on, Poppy? Yeah. I'm trying to find it here. No. Oh, is that yours, Mike? Yes, that's your personal page. Oh, okay. I'm trying to find it, though. It should just pop right up, I think. Go to your home. Stand by, guys. Trying to figure out how to look at us. Go to watch, Mike. Technical difficulties. Oh, yeah. It's a little logo thing. Yeah. That's X Factor. And then go to 500 miles there at the bottom. There's a notification. Oh, there it is. All right. Is it lag? Can we turn the volume down? Is it on there? I think it's on there. Yeah, it's on TV. Just hammering out the tech technicalities. We'll be right with you. Sorry. Hey, can you haven't figured out what the TV gets on the ground we're looking at? Oh, yes. Oh, that's a channel. Yeah, that's the wrong one. Oops, I don't want that. Did I do a technology guy? Do that with the companies? No signal. There we go. Set. Set. Yeah, that's okay. Good. Thanks, Mike. All right, guys, we're here. We got a like. We got a like. Tommy G, what's going on? Um, we're doing a little wrap up. Yep. About a run. Donnie, Jared. You didn't see much of them while while we're out, but uh, for good reason, for very good reason. Yep. So we got Mike Bates, Ryan Powers here Shout as our our drunk miles hosts. Uh, we do a normal monthly podcast for our local running group, so we're going to kind of incorporate that into the 500-mile recap. Um, before we get started, I wanted to personally just touch base on the whole reason why we did the 500 miles was to raise uh, awareness and funds for Mission 22. There is a, a problem with veteran suicide in in this country, and... Me, Brian, Donnie, and Jared thought it was important to uh, 
kind of put put our time and, and bodies on the line to for a cause that we we felt passionate about so that was the whole reason behind this thing this uh podcast slash live video will be more of a a run slash adventure recap but we didn't want to lose lose base with why we did it you know we've hit on it time and time again and why we did it and you know this is this is going to be a little more lighthearted and and fun recap of the the whole thing so yeah so if you have questions too uh, pop them up and we'll see what we can do to answer them um but otherwise uh we'll just we'll talk a little about the starting with the first day and uh working our way through to the last day and I'm kind of interested to hear what uh, Donnie and Jared have to say because we didn't actually see them except you once saw every, every three miles. Every what do you, what do you <laughs> three miles or three hours. Five miles divided by three miles is like what? <laughs> I feel like the first day. 300 miles. It's 125 times probably. It's much further than the first day though. Oh, the yeah, first day was only two or three yeah, stops. The first yeah, day, right? Yeah, you guys came out of the hole. You guys were just doing your thing. Right? You guys want to talk about that? You got a strategy for you guys came out of the hole do like was it 18 mile stretch? You probably stopped there. What the strategy was? Yeah. What was the first stretch you guys did? Fifty-nine miles. Easy, easy. But the before we saw you, uh, how about that for our checkpoints, right? Because the first time. Ten miles, I think it was. Yeah. Right. It was yeah. at least ten miles right before checking. Yeah. So. Was that first stop over at the the store? Yeah. Yeah. The, was the, the store package quick? store? Adrian's. Yep. At the Adrian's. Store. Yeah. So we we got there. That was our first check-in, which was fine. We were feeling good. It was a beautiful day. And yeah, it was uh, pretty good pace, right? You got yeah, a pretty good pace that time. Yeah, we thought we were going all right. Yeah, large crowd. Large crowd. We had a lot of company. Um, These guys were saying you're going a little too fast. Some people thought you were going too fast, and, yeah. and yet we weren't. Yeah, because we we managed to make it to the end. And yeah, so that first day was a little different too, in the sense that so we met everyone at Massachusetts National Cemetery who was going to see us off. So we had close friends, family, were all there at the actual cemetery gate. I think we got there at like 6.30, 6.45, crew was there, family was there, and then we we did an interview with CBS Boston, and then we're 7 o'clock on the dot, we're out of there. Um, we met, Born Fire Department was at the Rotary, right on 28th. Great send off. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. Awesome. Lots of good photos, lots of good footage. That, yeah. was, that was good of them. So kudos to those guys for showing up that morning and, and a lot of friends, family came off. up to say goodbye to us. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. We had a lot of people join us for the run, about a dozen people. Yeah, um, yeah. for that for the start. And uh a good bit ran with us all the way down twenty eight, all the way to the Bourne Bridge. Um some of my coworkers were there and then we crossed the bridge and we still had a had a good bit. <laughs> yep, and then uh, Master Chief. Is that who, who yeah, so it? so I think right from the start we had like a good uh, experience of so we me and Brian from the start wanted just random people that we never met to to kind of jump in with us, and there was a Master Chief who was stationed at Base Cape Cod with the Coast Guard who saw us on CBS News that morning and met us in, uh, what was that, in Born. Him? We were in, Born. In, Yeah, in Bourne, and, and ran with us for, I don't know, five or ten miles, so, so that was really cool yep. to start the day off. Yep, and things like that happened all the way along, so we, we had company all the way through Rochester and Dighton, Rehoboth, um, then we got into 
had a big send off in Rehoboth again. Um, Rehoboth Fire Department were there, the Police Department was there, and they were kind enough to give us an escort down Route 44, which we think saved our lives that night because it was pretty dark. Treacherous, right in the, uh, on 44 that night, shady, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah, and uh, so we stayed right in front of the, the cruiser and they, they, they helped us out and then uh, handed us off to each uh, town as we got into Providence to the. Uh, to the bike path. And that was a big crew, right? Because you probably had, you had oh, over a dozen people. We had over a dozen people. Because yeah, it was only a short stretch during the day that it kind of thinned out a little bit, but then by that afternoon, everybody showed up, right? It was... Yeah. Yeah, so a handful of junk modelers met us at Adrian's in, is that Rochester? Yeah. In yeah, Rochester, Rochester, early on, maybe like mile 12 of the whole thing, and ran with us uh, at least 12 to 15 miles, and then that whole group left and then a bigger Junk Miles group, including pretty much everyone who was there in Rochester, met us in Rehoboth, which was more than we had expected. So we got to Rehoboth, and About there was, yeah. yeah, five o'clock, there was police, there was fire, there, I mean, there had to be at least 50 people there. It, like, craziness, yeah. you know. Uh, my dad and stepmom live in Rehoboth, and so does my my brother and sister-in-law. So they kind of combined to create this crazy welcome party, and then from there we had a, a whole group that ran with us all the way to Providence. Yeah. Yeah, that first day was, I would, uh, simple's, uh, you know, probably an understatement, but for being a 58-mile day, we had company pretty much the entire time. Obviously, that was like. As, as fresh as we possibly felt the whole day, so. Adrenaline too, right? You were all juiced up? You yeah. Up, so I, oh, yeah was, so was, I think everybody was all amped up about uh, finally getting ready to go off and send it off. So you guys are all full of, right? Batteries are all full of charge. Yeah. But yeah, as far as like that day went, I think the the big highlights were the send off. It was running with friends and family. It was, you know, that gathering at Rehoboth and then the biggest thing I think for me that sticks out on that first day was as we're running down 44, the line of oh. Rehoboth firefighters that were standing there saluting as we ran by. Definitely like, Get you going. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that kind of like hit hit me hard. And I know it hit Brian hard. Yeah. That was like almost 50 miles into the Yeah, so for day. perspective. These guys are like 50 miles into a thing, which is more than most people do. A lot of people even do. Can't even fathom, like personally, I can't fathom going 50 miles. I won't do that in a year. And these guys already did it in a few hours, and they were still chugging along, no problem at all. And then even stepped it out a bit, even from there. So already doing kind of stuff for perspective. Yeah, yeah. Which I found, I'll, I'll say right from the very get, hanging out with these guys, perspective is the key because. They start dropping terminology or, or distance, like, oh, yeah, it was 50 miles. Like, it's no big deal. You know what I mean? Like, to these guys and, and the athletes they surround themselves with, 50 miles isn't a big deal. It's, you know, it's all relative. To somebody like me on the outside, it's like 50 miles. Oh, my God, it was jaw-dropping. And as we went progressing and they're just dropping, oh, yeah, it's only 38 more to go today. It's only 27 more to the next stop. And, oh, we'll eat in 20 miles. We'll eat. And, like, 20 miles is going to – so that perspective definitely – pick up on for your, yeah. your average daily pace and and then we wrapped up that day at the Providence Marriott and got lost yeah we kind of yeah. like got a little, a little spun around we, we, we roamed we around got, Providence we, for a little while how far did yeah. you add on for that day because that was another not thing much too. that day was actually clean as far clean. as so distance went so we had a major problem 
we mapped out the route somewhat. We we knew we were going from hotel to hotel. We knew the approximate direction we were going. And every day, every single day, Google that way. Google, Google added, that way, guys. That way. Sounds Google sad. added miles onto our route, and it would reroute us in the middle of the day for no reason. And um, you know, our our 52 mile day would turn out to be a 59 mile day, and it's just uh, over and over again. Do you want to talk about that? What the route stuff too before we get too much further? Sure. But yeah, I feel like we shouldn't segue. jump too far into like talk about the nuts and bolts of how the, of how we did it, right? Yeah. That makes sense. We're yeah. start with the so the route stuff. You mentioned the route. Yep. So so um, our route was based on running from hotel to hotel, um, and uh, we had a set number of miles to go, and uh, and we we were pretty front loaded. We were fifty nines, fifties almost every day in the beginning, and uh, we got to uh, New Jersey, and we we had a discussion about how we were going to recalculate some of our routes because uh, we needed a little bit more rest. Um, one thing we didn't expect was the media. You know, we, we kind of knew something might happen, and uh, and we certainly wanted the exposure because the whole point is like when Josh started this and we were talking about it, is we wanted to create awareness and we wanted to bring the public into it and it make everyone aware. Um, and that took time. Um, so it'd be two hours in the morning, it'd be two hours at night, and after running you know a twelve or thirteen hour day, we we were running out of time to eat and sleep. So we had to uh, kind of refigure our days. We spent a little time in the van going back and forth from starting and end points to um, back to the hotel and then back again in the morning. And, but it, it actually gave us uh, more rest. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so it's originally, like I said, from start point end point. Because in fact, before we even stepped off, you already had kind of an idea. You guys had already done the the, the route in your head, going from start to end every single day. Um, and then so the crew, myself and Jared, trying to keep up with them, that was kind of a, a tentative route falling on, on them because obviously they led the way we revolve around them. Um, so we would know 58 miles allegedly per day. Um, then it was going up to 59.60 due to the Google thing. But it would, after you were using Google Maps? Yeah. So the first day or two, they were using Google Maps and I was using a different app, which I was kind of funny because that took a, a day or two for us to even get on the same page with the, mm -hmm. with the routing system because... At one point in time, we'd have four guys. They'd have their phones out along the route, running the route. I would have a phone, and then so would Jared. So it took a few days, a day or two, for us to get in the same page, even if we're routing the exact point to keep an eye on where they were going to be going. And, uh, so they knew the way we were going to, plus avoiding construction. That stuff came to a lot, too. Yeah, there was definitely a learning curve from, from like how we started in day one to like how we were in like day ten was night and day Solid three four days of, of yeah. learning how to how to figure it all out that was on our pots that was a big part about yeah and i like the road crew stuff to try to figure out what they needed and when they needed it and how to support them and um include down to the exact route of where they were all the time and that was yeah yeah so uh so uh finish the day one we'll go back to that but uh we went out for dinner Let's yep, Burgers, fantastic. You're still talking about that? I still love that place. I'm going back there. <laughs> um, day two started, and it was it started out fine. Yeah. We 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 uh, went across the whole state of Rhode Island day two, and um, <clears throat> we got a little bit of everything that day. Woods, yeah, started out woods, nice. Right? Yeah. Some state park, is that what it was? We went through, we got um, some trail. There was some kind of trail action yeah, in the yeah, park from there, yeah. right? Uh, we got turned around a couple of times um, from some road closures due to construction. And uh, it snowed, it rained, 
It, uh, it did everything. It got rough. The weather, the yeah, that second day, I think, was another 50, uh, maybe like a 52-mile day. Yeah. So at that second, like the end of the second day, we're already at like 110 miles. Um, that second half of the day sucked because we got wet. It was a wall. So it started out, it started out nice. I think it probably started drizzling around like 11 o'clock, and then maybe by like 1 or 2, it was... Like, it started raining, and then the rain turned to snow, and then the temperature that afternoon just started just plummeting, because that next day was the day that was like four degrees out, so that was that was a rough go. Because it was snowing, right? Because we have photos of, yeah, yeah, videos snow. of you guys running up the hills and through the woods with when we got straight snow on them coming through up in Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. That was, that's, that was pretty rough. Yeah, but we had lots of support, especially, um, not especially, but... Definitely in Connecticut, um, all the guys from the American Legion came out and they would meet us every night uh, when we came in and they would wait for us. Uh, it felt like they were probably waiting there for hours for us. They were, they were, they were huge. It was a big part of it. Because when we went back at times to uh, check you guys in, when you guys did, what was that, probably two hours out at that time, maybe 10 miles to get to your next stop, those guys were there. They were, yeah. they were huge. Once they, once they got worried, once they yeah. And that was like day three, four, and five, I think. Yeah, all the way through. Right, just day two, end of the Connecticut, and then <clears throat> the next three days were through. So perspective, we had three, three days. These dudes are running through the entire state, right? Well, yeah, Connecticut was long. Connecticut <laughs> was long. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it really helped having that support and, and knowing that they're sitting there waiting for us every every night, and then we get up in the morning, and we get downstairs to eat breakfast, and they're there already. They're they're yeah. waiting for us to get going to see us off. Yeah, I think, so that second day, it rained, snowed, and there wasn't really, there's nothing significant really about that second day. Oh, Pepe joined us for his 80... In the morning, 80, right? You guys yeah. stepped off for them in the morning? Third birthday? 82nd right. birthday? He yeah. stepped off in the morning. First so we left off. Providence with, with him, and he ran about three uh, two, yeah. two or three miles with us, yeah. and then uh, Mike met us and ran another maybe 10 or so and yeah, don't yeah. forget holly holly oh, jumped ho in there for a oh, couple geez. miles too yeah. hey holly took away our crew from us for a little while because she had to get to work <laughs> oh yeah it was yeah it was i gotta go guys gotta go gotta go right now it was yep but that it was worked. it was interesting it, you know when you think back of it back to it you know we we went across the state of massachusetts the first day the state of rhode island the second day and then Connecticut was so big, it took us three days to get through Connecticut. And um, Greenwich Fire Department in yeah, Connecticut that was late too, got in yeah. contact with us. Um, happened to be a really nice day. We went by, they got in contact with us, said they wanted to uh, provide lunch for us when we went by. So uh, it, it worked out nice and uh, very much appreciated. Um, so we sat outside with them, and we had we had lunch, and then we continued on our way to New York from there. Mm -hmm. I think another thing I want to hit on in Connecticut too that so day two we made it to Connecticut. Day three um, was that four degree day where oh and the Val was where Val came out with us yeah. and ran a good chunk of that day with us. It was so cold that day that I had to keep giving my water bottles to Donnie and Jared to put on the car heater because it was the, just the valves of everything was just, Broke. they would ice up within I don't know, 20 minutes of being outside. Granted, this is November 13th, so it's not like 
not in the dead of winter. And so like these are kind of just some of the weird things, you know, we had to deal with. And then on day four was the day that a bunch of junk milers came up. That was when Steve Kelly and the Kims came up. And that for me was one of the shittiest days for sure. It was a tough day. It was the wall, right? It was so that was day it was day four. So that was the day that we were gonna break that two hundred mile mark. But it was also a day that I think we had it was like a fifty five mile day. And I remember those guys came out, they met us for breakfast at at the hotel and then stayed with us for twenty seven miles. And I remember hurting for that twenty seven miles with them and thinking Holy shit! We have once they left, we had to go do it again. We had another twenty-seven miles. And yeah. it was it was like already getting dark. The wind was whipping. I remember we had to cross this big ass bridge, and I think that was the day that Donnie got us a pizza, and it kind of like brought us back to life. Was, yeah. Oh, well, that was yeah. right before the university, right? Yeah. Was that yeah. Right from yeah. University. Yep. Yeah, one of the, the bacon pizza. Um, to talk about the food thing then, first lunch. Or whatever, it's like a breakfast. Oh. It's like breakfast, lunch. It's yeah. like waiting to. Well, the funny thing is, when we first started, you know, like you were saying, first day we kind of put everybody off 10 miles, 10 miles. Second day, it was a little bit more often we'd like to see everybody. And I think it was by the third day we actually got started to get into a routine. So mm-hmm. three to four mile thing was, it was yeah. yeah, day three finally. So, yeah, the first day was at least 10 miles because I remember myself and Jared, we set them off. And then we look at each other, we're like, all right, well, now what? We have, like, four hours to kill. So we're yeah. like, all right. So we go back, get more supplies in the truck, you know, we say bye to family, so and so forth, whatever. And then we go meet him at the 10, 12-mile mark, whatever it was, yeah. set him off again. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. But then we start to see, between their food intake, they start to see pretty quickly, I would say, between day two and day three, start to realize their bodies were basically breaking down because they're going 10, 12 mile stretches without any type of food or anything else like that. So by day three or four, you guys were eating every six miles, right? It was every every second stop? Pretty, so much, pretty yeah. much, yeah. Because yeah. it was basically, we ended up coming up with by day three, day four, every three miles we'd see them. So they'd step out first in the morning at seven o'clock, they'd go three miles, that three mile stretch, they'd just run by us, get a thumbs up. They'd say, yep, we're good to go. They still have that water by six miles, if they were hungry, might have a bite to eat, right? A little, a little kind of, a little bit of food, and then every three miles, it was easy to be able to break it up to. Uh, yeah. Get to a rhythm of, of basically uh, when they want water and when they want food. And Josh loved his cookies. Yeah. Yeah. Josh ate a lot of cookie breaks. Yeah. Josh ate a lot of cookies. And a lot of cookies. So I think we came to the realization that uh, Brian definitely ate more at the end of the day. Like when we ate when we ate dinner, Brian he sits down for two hours and just consumes everything. But for me, I definitely ate. I think every three hours. Uh, so yeah, so every, definitely yeah, it, more so. Excuse me, every three miles, right? Because you were cookies. You mentioned the cookies, right? Yeah. You blew through how many dozens of cookies? Uh, so many, like tw- at least twenty plus a day. Yeah. So every three miles, you're stealing at least a couple cookies. Big right shout out to Walsh. Mrs. Walsh for the the first. Giant, giant batch that I tore through. It was at least three or four dozen we got sent. So we literally got sent off with uh, totes. Oh, cookies. Like, well, yeah. oh, cookies. So like three or four dozens all labeled out, all perfect, nice, nice. And they only made it a few days. Yeah. yeah. And then Lynn brought some. My mom brought some. So like 
you know, people kept restocking. The worst day of the whole trip for me was when I had to go to the store bought garbage. Oh, yeah, with different I to, yep. Yeah, I had to go actual straight Oreo, which, you know, nobody <laughs> Set that off. We hired all the stuff and all of a sudden had to slump, had to slump for a little while. Yeah, but those, uh, the first 250 or 300 miles were fueled by those chocolate, or the, uh, the Sweet, M&M cookies sugar that and Sydney's mom made. Yeah. 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 I was eating those things at like five at a time. I would just grab a handful. Just a stack. He would stop at the three mile mark, whatever it was. Really quick water top off, and then he would just grab a stack, and then say, "All right, we gotta go because we have a time act, and we gotta only X amount of daylight hours." Right? That was a big concern. Right? We didn't want to run at night. Well, the the problem was is it wasn't even wanting to run at night. Is where we were running every night. Not safe, right? Yeah. So uh, the sun's going down, and we know we're we're heading towards a hotel, and the hotel was always near some kind of uh, highway interchange. Yeah. Uh, with no sidewalks, uh, no no berm, no shoulder, no no anything to run on. So we're running on uh, the white line, with cars coming at us and with the headlights on, and uh, we would do that for at least an hour every night, yeah. if not longer. I mean, two hours. So every those night. first nights, it was like four. <coughs> day four, four hours. That was day four. Almost a day four. Was it day four when you guys almost got struck? You know, you had the gear on. There was that back road. Oh, yeah. Before we got the with the that was, that was really remember close. the, the right stone there. the stone shoulder. Oh, we had to climb we, on the other side of the car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was with the police escort and us with the blue lights. Oh, when we crossed over, that was yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But she skidded out and didn't even didn't even pay attention. No. Yeah, you guys almost got clipped. Yeah. yeah, you learn a lot about uh, people's driving habits when you're on the on the road for twelve to sixteen hours every day. Yeah, everyone's staring at their goddamn cell phone. Everybody, everyone runs red lights. No one yields at stop signs. Crosswalks don't matter. Like these, and then in New York, it's like two people run every red light. So somebody's gonna. Yeah, you. I mean, me and Brian would kind of like delay, and you know, definitely had our wits about us as as much as we could until Brian had a tendency. Once we got into any major city, he would get like this like panicky. Feeling and he would just it did he did not matter. We we had to get out of there. (laughs) Darting in front of cars and just we were leaving. Yeah, the best part is he wasn't so friendly. All of a sudden, he just he was friendly most of the time. He just wanted to to run out everybody. Didn't matter where we were. I think some some places mattered. Hey Dylan, what's up? Yeah, and and actually, so Dylan, my neighbor next door. I did. I, I ran Monday when I got home. We uh, after the run, we spent some time in uh, Washington, and, uh, and Monday morning we're back out. You need help. <laughs> you, need, you need help. I took an extra day. I started extra. on Tuesday. Did see Josh started on Tuesday. And technically, when you were down there, you still walked around, right? You guys were still walking around and, and doing stuff. You guys oh, still put mileage on when you were down there, right? Yeah. Saturday, yeah, we we walked around DC for a while, went out to dinner, and uh, yeah, walked to so, the airplane. That's about it. <laughs> so again, back to perspective. Um, 500 miles, and then still the next day, still be bopping around, walking around, putting another three, four, five, six miles. Well, I mean, at that point, it didn't, it didn't matter. Like, yeah, but I would, I would, if I even survived it, like if I didn't physically just fall over and die, I think I'd be laid up for, you know, if it was 10 feet, never mind, five more miles or three more miles, I'd just kind of walk around like no big deal. Yeah. Yeah, it was, a, it was kind of weird when it ended, as far as like the physical and mental part, because it, we eventually just got into the rhythm of, you know, run, eat, sleep, repeat, and 
that I remember that Saturday morning waking up and having to go to the airport. I was like, wait, we don't have to. Like, we're not we, running we, today. Jared and Donnie. It's we're like, I didn't, know, I didn't know what to. We yeah, Jared and Donnie. I literally, not, I literally it's checked scary. They're not in the room. They're yeah. not in the room yet. And I was like, hey, where are my bags? Like, where's my shit? Like, why, load why, my bags up right why now? is it not yeah, at, my, up at my feet right now? Yeah, why is my stuff not here yet? Yeah. We have somebody commenting on Instagram that they're pretty sure Josh was running on Monday. He didn't wait till Tuesday. Someone very close to the source. Huh. Oh. The name that starts with a V. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh. Okay. Yeah, that could be true. Out. I don't know. <laughs> be true. Yeah, it might be true. Probably because you got a very It might be my wife. <laughs> it definitely is. Yeah. Monday, Tuesday. It's all the same. It's so always through. I always. Yeah, that's Zeus. Through Connecticut, right? So through Connecticut, yeah, I think... So another thing I want to touch on on the the people coming out and running with us was they made such a difference as far as just mood enhancing and kind of like... You know, I remember when all those people were there on that fourth day or whatever it was that 54 mile day that I said was really terrible and I remember like just being miserable and thinking all right like kind of like just fake fake that you're having fun like just like force yourself to you know be in a good mood and enjoy this moment and like kind of like taking your head out of like the normal like oh my god like I really need to to run like 50 something miles right now is you know, that helped. It's, it's funny, because uh, us knowing nothing about running, and you saying that, we, we were talking, be like, we could see the difference. Molly, we'll get to that. How you guys were yeah. when people came around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, 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 it was so, so we, we say that we, we, we couldn't do it without everybody, and it is so true. Um, just having people show up, strangers or, or the people we run with. So the there's a group of people that we run with pretty consistently and um, they just kept showing up. It's like it was in Connecticut, somebody would show up. Second stop in Connecticut, somebody else was there. Third stop in Connecticut, someone else was there. Um, they were in New York and they're, they're, done. they're not just out there supporting us, but they're, you know, they're, they're spending time with us and they, they would, um, you know, they'd run 30 miles a day with us. They'd spend the whole day with us. They'd come out and want to run five miles and end up and staying the whole day with everybody. I think Rob, everybody. Does Rob. Rob. I think everybody. Shouts of Rob and Angie. And they were breaking like personal Rob records, right? Weren't guys breaking personal yep. records? Got guys Jared, that were actually. Yeah. I think there was quite a few people that literally showed up and were. Jared, who just signed up for his first 50K today. That's yes. Marine Corps 50K. He'll be joining us on a, on a short run through August. He's on the second one, though. Yeah, he's yeah, 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 signed up on paper. Signed up on paper. Doesn't mean I'll be running. Okay. So, uh, do you want to address Kevin's, uh, no, okay, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, you know what, what was up. So, um, someone posted a question. They would uh, like to know how, what, what bathroom facilities we used along the way. <laughs> and it was pretty much, um, any group of trees we could find along the way because, <laughs> uh, it wasn't convenient well, most the, of the, the times. The bus in the city, the bus in the city to P-Bottles. Yeah. 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 P-Bottles. P-Bottles. A lot of woods. A lot of woods. Yep. You guys want to break this up a little bit and uh, get some random questions out there? Yeah, that's fine. All right, so I, I jotted down a couple things today, and um, my first one was, how much do you guys miss each other from spending that amount of time together? And 
let's be honest here. There's got to be some things that annoyed you about each other after a while. Oh God, yeah. And what, and what <laughs> you were want they? To take this first. You, you want to start first? Uh, yeah. I'm assuming it's going to be more Josh and Brian, and then Donnie and Jared. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you're going to find this kind of funny. Yeah. 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 So we spent the most time together. So you guys. Yeah. So do I miss Brian? No. No. <laughs> but that's because I continually. <laughs> Still run with Brian at least five times a week, probably. So we spend at least 15 hours a week together. Yeah, easily. So, no, I don't miss Josh at all. He's uh, He hasn't gone away. And, and, yeah, he was old for dinner. And, yeah, <laughs> and despite uh, what you may think, we did not have an argument, a disagreement. There was no, like, there was not one point in the whole 12 days where, like, one of us got snippy with the other one, or like, you know, I think because we were, first off, we were going through hell together, like, we were putting our bodies through just, you know, the ringer day in and day out, and we were doing it for a cause that wasn't about us, <coughs> I, it was, you know, it was hard to be selfish ever, because, you know, we, we were doing this for something bigger than ourselves, and... I don't know. I feel like me and Brian's personalities don't really clash. No. I think we just bust each other's balls constantly, and it just, you know, it just is what it is. But there's never any, like, real uh, animosity or anger or, you know, no. frustration or anything like that. No. no I want to the odd couple. Right. <laughs> that, that, uh, that I want to hear. <laughs> Unless Brian has some shit he wants to talk about me. Pretty much summed it up. Pretty much summed it up. No, I would say I wouldn't say the opposite, but I would definitely say that being confined in a bus with somebody for twelve hours or fourteen hours a day does get a little tiresome. Absolutely. but we're able to mitigate that though. Because we started doing other tasks. So that's actually what came about where everybody has their strength, right, basically in the rules. So probably day four, day five, day six maybe, Jared started popping out of the bus. Um, anybody who knows me knows I'm not a runner. That's not my strength. Um, we got five miles out of him. Ten miles, six miles, six, six, six miles. Five point eight maybe. Don't want to change the eight tenths. That's not what I do. Uh, but Jared is is an athlete. He's a he's a mental case as well. So right when it started getting a little bit rough to some of the points when it. Maybe they weren't people always there with them. Yeah. Uh, Jared stepped right up. He said, you know what? I'm going to go out with them. I'm going to go row with them. Um, he knew he was going to help the team out. So he strapped on his brand new shiny shoes that he bought. We had to buy him shoes. I wish I wore them, too. He bought some chrome shoes. Um, so he bought his brand new chrome shoes. And then he started going out and running 5, 8, 10, 12. He did 30 miles, right, one yeah. day? 38. 38 miles. He broke up to 38 miles. A personal record for him one day. Um, so it worked out. It worked out well. We ended up getting through it. Every kind of figured out a couple of days into it, um, and it worked out very well. And to recap on what Donnie did, me, me and Donnie are friends. Like, no, like family. We, we were actually yeah, we have more than that. My family. So like, just like any good family, yeah, it ticks, but we get over it in a second. We don't think anything of it. We're still gonna call him. I'll always be here for like this guy. And let me tell you something. Along with what these two did for the right reasons. And they never lost sight of that is truly inspiring. Uh, words cannot define what you guys did. Um, but Donnie, hey man, like this guy is on, we called him Donnie on the spot. Donnie on the spot. And you don't have to worry about a thing. So which it made it nice and fun because it's like, hey, I can go out and run and all I have to do is feed you guys and give you water. Like he's, he's going to lock down. He knew where you guys were, where you should be, all that. He, 
He's the guy for the job. So yeah. while handling all the media, all the oh, yeah. I mean everything. It was all me and Brian had to do was run. Was run. That was it. Okay. Well, Food was taken care of, laundry was taken care of, accommodations, lodging, I mean everything was just ready to go every single second that we needed it and which made it possible for us to, to yeah, focus on. Yeah, a few days, but we're, oh, yeah, yeah, we got, I think we probably three, four days that we kind of settled into their, yeah, into their role yeah. and routines yeah. it worked out very well. Jack going out running, yeah. grabbing bags, me trying to feel phone calls while they're out running, yeah. he's out with a brown, I'm trying to, you know, Stop every three miles, make phone calls, getting their food ready. Every stop, he's getting their food and water ready. That was funny. I think it worked out very well. Me and you aren't even runners, but I, we have such good understanding for people that are runners now. Yeah. And like, 100%. how to like, because Ryan and Mike, they were talking like, hey, these are some things you want to look out for. If they get silent, they're not eating, they're not hydrating. And it's like. Which all happened. Yeah. Of yeah. course it happens. Yeah. 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 All the stuff talked about. First hand, first hand we, yeah. we saw yeah. that. We saw that. that because when I think physical, of that, yeah. to be honest. I feel like it took like day five where we all got comfortable with each other because realistically we really didn't know too much about you guys. Or we're all sleeping in the same bed together. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get over real so, fast. Yeah, just, just to give people some like yeah. background to how this whole thing happened is me and Brian and Mike came up with the idea one day and Mike at Blue Hills and. Mike knew Jared from work and knew that they were the Mission 22 New Bedford chapter, essentially. And me and Brian didn't want to step on their toes uh, because we were kind of asking the same people for donations, this, that, and the other. So Mike put us in contact with Jared just so that we went out to lunch. Me and Brian wanted to be like, hey, this is what we're doing. We just want to let you know. We don't want to you know, interfere with anything that you guys are doing. And literally the first day that we ever met Jared and Donnie was the day they said, oh no, we're going to come with you. The first time they ever met us. So that kind of just goes to show like the type of people that they are and you know, the faith. Yeah, the, but the faith that they had, they didn't know me and Brian from anybody, but yet they instantly put their faith in us that, oh yeah, oh, we're going to trust these two assholes that are going to run 500 miles. Like, and and sure as shit, it it somehow worked, it, it but worked. it just. Donnie only had one question. He's, he he said, well, "What are you gonna do if it snows?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brian said, "He said I'll put on my winter shorts." I'll yeah, put on my winter shorts. My winter shorts. And, uh, I, I the winter shorts came out. I said, "That's your worst worry. We're good." Yes, it was a little worry. It was the weather. Yeah. So we we pretty much run outside every single day. So the the weather really doesn't bother us. Um, and that was Donnie's only concern. So uh, we knew we were good. Yeah. Yes. That made it work. Definitely made it work. Yeah. Anything else? I mean, I have a few questions I could ask about. Um, yeah, that's about, probably easier. How about, how about recovery-wise? Um, any anybody have any lingering issues as far as Brian and Josh more so than Donnie and Jared? Um, I know Brian will probably say no, but. We all know that I'll tell you the truth about like Brian. <laughs> Someone should tell you yeah. about Brian. No, I did nothing major. I had a couple of pulls, and uh, I went to the, the best massage therapist I know, Pei Wen Wu, and she helped me out. I thought you were me. I was waiting for the, the lead, and I would be like, 
Donnie right here, massaged my leg to right everything better. Only know. one one massage and I was better, yes. better with Donnie. Yes. One massage. Um, but Paywin helped me out with uh, some. I had some tightness in my in my legs and uh, mostly uh, my right um, quad and calf. And uh, but uh, it went away. It wasn't too long. Yeah, you had more like sporadic. Like one day it would be one thing, and another Move. day it'd be something. Yeah. Different. We're chasing it every day. Yeah, for every me, day for rehab yeah. stuff, chasing his his injury from like his lower yeah, leg, upper yep. leg. Then it yeah. went away. Then it came back. Yeah. yeah, and then for me it was just my feet. Yeah. I my my legs were fine like the whole time. Granted, they were you know they were tired and beat up and it sucked, but. Uh, my feet hurt so bad that I think I couldn't even feel anything else like on my body uh, to kind of like perspective of the pain uh, every step hurt like excruciatingly <laughs> painful um, the the pressure of the blanket when we would go to sleep at night what was enough to hurt my feet like like that's like that's the pain level so uh, to in order to deal with that, it was as soon as we got to the hotel, shoes off, um, ice, 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 and then get the get my feet up as soon as possible. Uh, Which we did for lunch too every day. Yeah, did did it yeah. work? Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Don't, we don't we know. put insoles in. We tried. I tried lidocaine foot rub. Tape. Uh, did we tape them? Oh yeah, I taped them with oh, yeah, yeah. tape. <laughs> Yeah. I busted out the poles as the world saw. Yes. So, as I think that was uh, the biggest key that got you through it. Yeah. So after Urban Alpine, Urban Alpine know. was born. But so after 200 miles, that ferry ride. Yeah. That helped. That helped. That quarter I, I, mile ferry. A quarter, quarter mile ferry yeah. ride. Yeah. It was but freezing. It was better than swimming across the East River. It went to the wrong uh, place. Got the wrong ferry. No, it didn't. No, it did not. Well. Oh. You had the wrong ferry terminal. Yeah. Oh, I oh I had the wrong. Oh, so we got to the other side of the river, which is the only thing <laughs> yeah. we needed to do. <laughs> the ferry we got on was the only one running that day. Okay, so that's what. So we went over and uh, we got out and we said, "Wow, here we are in New Jersey," and it was which cold. Yeah. <laughs> the wind was whipping. We were was, wet. Yeah, it's yeah. And that's a perfect example of one of the many staff who's that they picked right up to, and we were able to kind of go off their feedback too, like that. They showed up. The idea for the route was to take a certain ferry that day and then go to the other end. So we go ahead and we go to the, the other side of the ferry, the terminal, and we get there, you know, ready for them to come off and, and make sure they're okay. And then the ferry comes over and they're not on it. So we're like, where'd they go? Because, you know, they're down a few miles, but between the coordination between them, they would tell us where they are and we were able to go find them and then move on from there. Just the GPS, that was huge. GPS, yeah, right? GPS tracking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we used the, the, the spot GPS and uh, people were actually able to track us for all 12 days all the way down. They sent off a signal. It was supposed to be every 10 minutes and ended up being every 20 minutes, 40 minutes. Oh, but, yeah, uh, we, it would, it would um, every 10 minutes it would actually lag. So without that GPS, I don't even know if we were going to be able to do it because Maybe times, uh, so if it lagged for like an hour or 50 minutes, you had it set for every 10 minutes, right? It would delay for like 50 minutes and all of a sudden drop five pings. Yeah. And all of a sudden, all you know, bang, 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 bang all at once. So if we're waiting for them and they don't have comms because they're doing their thing, they're running, then we don't want to call them and follow them every, every 10 minutes. So it's like, all right, we're going to watch the GPS. So he'll look at his GPS and wait for it to ping. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, there's four pins 
half mile away from us on a different road, a different route. So that was good on you guys for setting that up. And yeah, yeah that, helped that was a great idea on, on your behalf to yeah. get that working. And we thought we would just do it for the general public to be able to track us and, and be part of the run. And yeah, but it ended up working out logistically. Yeah, yeah. without that, I don't know how we'd be able to. It would literally be a phone call every half hour, be like, hey, where are you? Right, yeah. And they'd be trying to tell us off street signs and routes and so on and so forth. Yeah. And when we got rerouted, to, you know, every half hour, um, Donnie was able to find us. Yeah. So it yeah. worked out really well. So uh, Kevin, Kevin uh, Mullen, would you do it all again? Actually, Jared's mom wants to know where Josh where the cookies. cookies. Where the cookies? I think he ate them all. Yeah, I might have ate them all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm trying to cut back. Even though I did have five on my she, run this she morning. Owes, to, she still owes you guys a couple back. To be, to be perfectly honest, uh, Victoria did make some. We were in Vermont the other day and. We brought some leftovers home, and I may have had five on my run this morning. So leftover, <laughs> leftover cookies. So they're they're still incorporated into my running diet. For well, you ran twenty miles though, right? Twenty six. I oh, ran a marathon my today. Back, <laughs> Just a casual Sunday yeah, marathon. Uh, see what I mean? You guys yeah. see what I'm saying about perspective here? Yeah? He talks about his run, <laughs> but average people like a three mile run. He does twenty six. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to say anything about the sound, Mike? About this being up. Maybe on a regular podcast too. Yeah, you yeah. can say that. You know, let, let them know. Yeah, that the sound is the sound so, is kind of in and out there, saying here and there. But yeah, so I know that the sound's been going in and out. Um, it is being recorded digitally as well, and uh, that'll be available through the Junk Miles podcast if uh, anybody wants to jump on there and listen to it. Probably you know a li- little later this week. Uh, it won't be up there tonight. I can post it up to the 500 miles yeah. site. Yeah, we'll, we'll post a link on the 500 mile site so everyone can hear uh, what we've been saying. Um, and please, if you have, uh, if you listen to it and you have um, comments or you, you have questions, uh, post them to the site and we'll, we'll try to answer them for you. Molly wants to know, would you do it all again? I, I, I would do it again. <laughs> I would. I, it's, we actually discussed that, didn't we? Uh, we few, did discuss that. A few it, times yeah. it came up, and, yeah. uh, and I think the, I think the only um, again perspective we talked about it. Um, obviously, it's quite a feat, right? We, we're humble enough to know that it's a tiny drop in the world, but also realist enough to know that it is kind of a huge deal to do that kind of thing. But I think the biggest hurdle we were discussing was if it would have the same impact the second time around. So, kind of perspective again, right? Yeah. These guys run 500 miles over the course of 10 days or 11 days, right? Stop entire lives to go do that, and the the only question they have about it is, would it have the same impact? The 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 answer was never. The thought was never. Oh, I'm not doing this. It sucks. It was merely, would I have the same impact again for Mission 22? Would I bring the same awareness again? And so on and so forth. Wouldn't be able to raise the funds and the awareness for the, that. Was the only question that really. So like to fun. do a second annual is that yeah? Because yeah. the question was, would we ever do it again? Yes. But that so would we do it again in the sense of like would I do it again? Yeah, Absolute yes. like yeah. You know yeah. like now like perspective of having done it, would I do it again? Yes. Yeah. It's just yeah, but like you said, yeah, to, do, to do was, a second annual, it just the only question was, would it have the same impact again? Not we'll find something else. It, but, don't worry. Um, and I guess the follow-up to that would be hindsight's twenty twenty. What would you do differently? As I think I would try to manage our time differently. Would um, you take a day off? Would not take a <laughs> or day two off. Two days off? Nah. I would not yeah, take no. two days off. I wouldn't take any days off. No. Um, what I would do is um, make sure the days included enough time to get rest. Um, I think that going 50 or 60 miles 
in the beginning is okay, but being I, I'm going to say this, we're just average runners. Um, yes. We we cannot hey guys, yes. we cannot keep right. that pace up for that many days, and we needed more rest, uh, especially with the media, like we were saying before. So. Um, if I was to do it again, I would probably keep us closer to 40 miles a day and not 50. But yeah, that, that I, would be, that's the only thing I would change. Those first few days, I think we kind of, we slowly ran ourselves into the ground in the sense that it was like 58, 52, 54. What and then jumped again, what, right? There was like a one day it was a little bit shorter. Yeah, one day it was like 47 and we thought tease. that that was like it was, a, it was like a tease, 47, yeah. 48, and the next day back up to 55. But the 47 mile days that we thought we were going to have that were like the light days ended up being like 51 mile days anyway because yeah. like we said, Google, the, the mapping was, it was never what we thought it was, so... We would we would start the day thinking, oh yeah, forty five, that's not so bad. And then when you end at fifty one, you're like, oh, it's, it's the same shit that it's, it's, it's been. It's again, and, and part of the reason it wasn't just Google, but we would hit some detours. Um, we actually got to a place I don't remember where it was, New Jersey, New York, um, and the road was gone. They were replacing all the bridges, and we popped up in a construction site. And there was no place to run, so we ran through the construction Pennsylvania. site. Pennsylvania, Wawa, Pennsylvania. Yeah, that was, uh, that was yeah. the park. That was the park, right? The park where you tried to go over a closed well, bridge with a van. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. I, I, I may, may I have drove right into the construction site. Um, I was gonna like go right. In fact, I told Jared a few times, "Hey, just get out." And what was the barrier? What was what was in the way? It was something in the way? It was. It was. A, it was some kind of barrier. Actually, no, it was, had a gap. It had a gap at one point. There was, it was yeah, so it's a full-blown construction site. Debris, rubble, you know, supplies, so on and so forth, and we can, I can see the road to cut through it, and I drive through the fence, you know, past all the signs, and I'm like, hey, I know what my guys are going to be going, so we're like, hey, we have to get up ahead over there, so I'm telling Jared, I'm like, hey, just get, the, just move it out, move it out of the way, as the foreman from the job site is coming over, like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> I'm like, Jared, just go, just go. And he ended up being pretty cool, I think. He, he was. Had, once he gave was, like a pamphlet. He was actually he was a veteran. Yeah, he was a veteran. He was actually a veteran, yeah. And he was like, all right, hey, guys, no problem, I get it. And it was like, yeah. he told us what Once we explained what we were doing yeah. there, it wasn't just two yeah. crazy guys cutting through the... Yeah. And you guys, there was a was there like a stream or a river there, too, you guys had to run around or through? We had, well, actually, we had to find a footbridge, and we went right, over the stream. Right, over the stream? Was that... In that, in that same park, yeah, 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 park. Yeah. Um, we also got um, shot out of the Bronx Zoo and the uh, bike path. That was one of the worst. That was a bad night. So that was that was Connecticut, last day Connecticut into New York City, and that was the day that Rob was with us, and we made it through into New York. We're going through New Rochelle. We had a couple, you know, fun weird incidents through. New Rochelle, which is not the nicest area of New York, um, and we had finally made it to the Bronx, which is where our hotel was, and Google had us going through uh, the Bronx Zoo. Well, we get to the Bronx Zoo, and the only gate that's open is the exit gate uh, leading out of the Bronx Zoo. So we went in. So we said, Fuck it, like this. This is you know we got we gotta go for it. So we go into the exit and maybe make it I don't know a couple hundred yards. Yeah. And the security guy yells at us, calls us over, and it's me, Brian, and Rob at this point, and I just start playing with the guy about. Uh, 
CBS News is coming out tomorrow. Like, I'll give you a shout out. Please, like, can you just escort us to the zoo? Like, you don't understand. Like, we ran here from Massachusetts. We'll like, save us miles. Like, please don't make us do any more miles today. <laughs> We're almost at our hotel. And the dude's like, sorry, can't do it. You got to go back out the way you came. And then he starts trying to give Brian oh. directions. Brian has no idea what this dude's... Oh, so you're saying we like go back out that way and take a left? And uh, we didn't know no. where we were, which direction we were going. No. We knew, we knew the general area we needed to head towards. So once he gave us some directions that we didn't follow, onto so, the highway, onto well, well, so we backtracked we back to a nice bike path, which we thought, okay, this isn't so bad. This is going to get us to where we're going. It's going the right direction. We're going down the bike path. We maybe make it a mile or two down the bike path, and there's maybe a 15 foot gate closed chain link fence on the bike path. 15 foot tall. Yes. And first thing we try to do, can we go under it? No. no. Can we go over it? No. Is the gap in it big enough to squeeze through? No. no. All right. Well, I guess we're going back. So the, the last option we had, rather than going like back through the Bronx, like through the crowded streets, was to hop over the median and run into oncoming traffic on the Bronx Expressway to to get to where we're going. So there's like this this little breakdown lane on the side of the Bronx Expressway. Me, Rob and Brian I was like, this is it. Like we just you know, there was there was no other option so until someone tells us to leave and where we're going. And there was a little maintenance corridor that we we ran down over an overpass and we so we get over the overpass. We're hoping all the fencing's gone so we can get back down to the city streets again. And uh, thankfully there was. And we yeah. went down an embankment and uh, got back down the city streets and then headed towards towards the hotel. And we almost missed you because of that. No, you guys were already gone. That was, we were, oh, were in downtown Bronx. Yeah, yeah we were in yeah. downtown Bronx. No, I mean, we almost missed you at the hotel because... Oh, you were just leaving to go out to try to find because us. Because you were just yeah. leaving, yeah. right? We were just leaving to actually go a complete opposite direction, talk about routes and stuff like that. Because they got mixed up and we had no idea. We were literally pointed in a complete opposite direction. Was getting ready to go on Facebook Live to update everybody, right? Which everybody loved seeing them every day. And we were literally getting ready to walk out of the parking lot to go down the block because we're saying, hey, the route, the way it was playing out, they should be coming down that street over there any minute. We had no idea. Unbeknownst to us, they had gone all the way through a different route. So literally as we're walking out of the parking lot, look over to the left and here they are. Here they come walking in from all the side. So we almost missed you, but it worked yeah. out. Yeah, it worked. Worked out in the end. Yeah. So that was so. Rob kind of got a piece of, like, what a day in the life of what we were doing is kind of like. He started cracking up because he was with us when we we crossed the Connecticut New York line, <laughs> and just said, "You guys ran to fucking New York!" Like, <laughs> and just like kind of had this like aha moment, and then. Yeah. You know, kind of got to see like what it was like it was the whole day, right? He stayed the whole day. Stayed yeah, whole day. I brought him back to his car. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. That was uh, yeah, yeah. So, the, for example, he had no intention of running the whole day and ended up leaving his car somewhere up in Connecticut because the, the game players would go to eight miles or ten miles and then go back to his car at the end of the day. But he made some plans and whatever, and he stayed the whole. Made the whole day. So he didn't go back to his car until like eleven o'clock at night. Until yeah. o'clock at night. And he went home and worked, and then they drove back again the next day. Yeah, I yeah. brought him up to his car. By the time he got home, that was a so big shout out to him. That was yeah. Yeah, and then he came back out. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Ken Johnson uh, wants to know about some of the shoes. Um, so I, I ran Hoka's. I had three pairs of identical Hoka's. I numbered them, and uh, I. I, I'll, I changed them every single day. 
throughout the race, and um, I still run in them. I should be getting rid of them soon. Yeah. Um, but they're still comfortable, and uh, I probably got a thousand miles on each of them. But uh, they still feel good. Yeah, and I ran. I kind of switched between uh, ultra. What are the the big ones? That what are the ones that we were? Olympus. Olympus, and then uh, the Torrens for road shoe, and I I tore through one full pair of the Olympus, and then. Alternated, yeah, heel, the right. entire heel of, of one shoe. I think there's photos of that somewhere. Yeah, uh, it was yeah, it was like completely crooked. Pull right through if it's like a half inch or three quarter inch heel. That piece was right down to like a quarter inch. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we we went through. And buddy still uses the Olympus. Yeah. Still has. Yeah, a I still those are still the same shoes I wear. Despite the foot problems, I think that was more of a. You're not supposed to run 500 miles. And not so much. Uh, Sounds really smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My feet really hurting him, but I still run in them. Matt Rogers wants to know who the guy with the backwards hat is. He's a man dime. Preach. Crap, I told him. Uh, I don't know. Boy, you got picked out of a crowd. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you did. That's nice. Know. That's the buddy of us. That's what. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The I hope so. You knew that we. It's my Just to add on a question, too. Uh, how much money did you guys actually end up raising, and did it exceed your expectations? So, for just the run alone, we raised fifty-one thousand. Um, combined the Mission Twenty Two New Bedford chapter between the run and all the fundraisers we did this year, we we well exceeded over a hundred thousand dollars, which. And that's just what we know of, um, yes, because during the run, a lot of people um, right to them. yeah, they didn't go to our campaign page, and they they did donate, which is all we cared about is they donated to Mission Twenty Two, and that's fantastic. But we have no idea, yeah, how much that was. So, so. tracking through our page, fifty one thousand, and then uh, through New Bedford, over a hundred, and then yeah, we have no idea, because it, it exceeded expectations. Heavily through uh, through media, we had we never thought we'd make it on national news or Connecticut would care, New York would care, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. All these states yeah. sent sent news crews out, and so yeah, we really don't know <coughs> how far it. So it might be a reached. good point because it's doing the the podcast. Might be a good point in time for you to uh, we could probably talk about more about which twenty two actually does, right? Yeah, go for it. Do we even talk about that at all? Right? No, 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 we'd love to. Um, we probably should start with that. That's right. So we mentioned about donations. And raise awareness, so it's for Mission 22. Um, they kind of preluded, they mentioned about how um, they run a lot together and so on and so forth. And you said did some research, right? You came up on the number. Uh, basically, the number is the stat is right around 20, over 20 guys a day, guys and girls, veterans commit suicide uh, due to PTSD and TBI. So, Mission 22 was founded several years ago um, after they lost a lot of friends uh, to suicide. They actually found the organization, Mission 22, um, and what it does is it provides awareness and treatment uh, about TBI PTSD. And when I say treatment, uh, for example, I can actually say now that I actually use some of their, their products. Um, so I was able to sign up. Um, I think Jared tried to sign up before too. Um, as a veteran, I was able to go right to Mission 22, uh, filled out a short application basically, um, very short application, and then free within about a week, seven, ten days, actually sent me a all holistic pill pack, if you will, um, stuff to like help you sleep, stuff for anxiety, um, 
collect mental clarity, so on and so forth, 100% free. I didn't have to pay anything at all. I didn't have to lose nothing at all. I just went onto the app. I filled the stuff out. Uh, very short questions about it, and then they said to write to me. So I encourage anybody out there uh, who's a veteran, who maybe have some issues or, or fighting the fight, um, who's having the struggle, just go right to mission22.com. Uh, on the right-hand side, you see it says for veterans. You click on that, and there's a whole slew. And I mentioned that one program, as long as I've used it. Um, there's an entire slew of other programs. They have horse riding. They have rock climbing. They have started getting into service dogs now. Um, there's a whole slew of programs that they have, um, actually funded by when guys just go out there and raise all kind of money. Um, all free veterans. It's all free. And uh, actually, BJJ. You want to talk about the BJJ stuff? Yeah, too? like um, I trained Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I found that's a good way to uh, keep my mind busy, and that's my therapy. Uh, that's another program they'll fund along with any kind of uh, gym membership. Uh, one of the programs I brought up here on my phone. Um, forgive me for my voice, Donnie. It's uh, called the WIN program, and one of the it's things... It's the year-long warrior, yeah. warrior integrated uh, initiative, basically. He's, yeah, he's very familiar with it. It's, it promotes healthy living, so it's not everything is like... Warrior integration now. It's a year-long program, essentially, where they actually send you to go see a doctor. It's a year-long program to go see a doctor, dry blood levels, so on and so forth, and then um, they come up with a plan, and it takes a year-long to go through the process, and, and a lot of guys have had like tremendous success by utilizing their program to actually come back down from a lot of... Um, a lot of injuries, basically, that you've had over. So they, they have a bunch of things, like and they were saying, like rock climbing and horseback riding, and, and you guys got the ranch. Just different things, healthy living. So uh, that's why I think we all kind of fell in love with it and all about that. And that's the most important thing is, is dressing up. Yep. And, and that happened all along the way. Yeah. Um, we had many people stop us along the way, and not just us, but Donnie and Jared in the van. Uh, we had Mission 22 flags and, and, and banners on the van, and uh, people would stop. They'd ask for, for help. They have friends that, that needed help. Yeah. Um, they got a huge show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I won't drop any names. I'm pretty big business out there, but um, to piggyback off of that, what I'm holding in my hand, you probably can't see, is actually a challenge coin. It's actually a Marine Corps challenge coin with a very specific unit on here, which, I, again, I won't say because I'm going to put the business out there, but... Um, during the process, um, actually a, uh, well, another ambassador, he actually came down, started supporting us down in the Connecticut area, and he told us a story about his son who actually committed suicide uh, due to PTSD and TBI. He was in the Marine Corps, uh, he did his thing, he fought the fight until um, he couldn't anymore. So he actually committed suicide, and this gentleman actually, while we were having dinner one night, he brought us dinner um, and sat down with the four of us, and he gave us a challenge going, told us his story. Um, and I tell you, there was proofs on a dry eye at the table um, when he actually opened up and said, hey, listen, I appreciate what you guys are doing. Um, you know, fighting the fight for us. It actually matters. You have an impact. I think it was pretty good morale booster for them. Huge. Um, and it was like that along the way. We met another female at the gym. Oh, yeah. Uh, there was another female at the gym uh, they stopped at a news interview at. It was actually like a CrossFit gym down there. That was good. Yep. Her, husband, um, her husband. Her husband is a veteran with, with severe PTSD, TBI. Uh, gave her some information about it. Yeah. Um, so, like you said, along the way, there was a lot of people that kind of reached uh -huh. out while yeah. you guys were running, while yeah. we're on the side of the road. FedEx driver stopped and talked to you guys in yeah. the truck. Yep, uh, that was one good one too. Um, there's quite a few that stopped us just to, you know to, to find out you know about us and, and what we were doing. And um, I just want to say. Um, we had dinner here tonight, and we sat down to do the uh, the podcast and the live thing. And I I don't know if he's listening, but we have a 
box of Nutty Buddies waiting for us. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, there was actually his son. He explained to us that his son, his favorite, uh, his favorite treat, if you will, is the, the Nutter Butters, right? Um, so we brought us some, and he, if he said, listen, I'm bringing you guys this stuff along with the homemade food. Mm. Um, three nights. Is, three nights in a row he came out. To yeah, homemade food every evening. Two hours away. I think it was over two hours The furthest, yep, the furthest night was two hours away. Yeah, I think the most impactful thing for most, both me and Brian was that second dinner when he pulled his son's picture out of his back pocket and stared both me and Brian in the eye and said, you know, this, this is why you guys are doing what you're doing. And, uh, you know, there was never a doubt that we, we weren't going to finish, but I mean, it just solidified everything at that moment that, that there is people out there that, that needed us to do what we're doing and the awareness did need to be spread. Uh, mission 22 reached out to us after, um, and said, you know, you guys were the, the reason that we made it to the national stage. They never even been mentioned on, on a national level before. And here they are getting a full two day story on CBS nightly news. And they, you know, so that, you know, yes, we raised a ton of money and, and that was partially the goal, but creating the awareness for the suicide problem in this country, you know, veterans and beyond. It's, you know, it, it's just a nationwide problem across all spectrums, not just the military fields, but, you know, creating that awareness was was crucial. And I, I think we really accomplished that more than, than we expected to. Was, I think it was pretty clear, too, even meeting with, with uh, even meeting with um, the ambassadors and so forth uh, from Mission 22 along the way. They made it quite clear, like the funds come in, it's a charity, right? So I'll be to kind of donate stuff. But the the whole point, the big thing is getting that awareness out there. Is getting other guys and girls, other out there know um, that there is help. Um, I know that Jared and I, we can, you know, which is part of the reason why we joined with it, is because we know about the fight. You know, we've, we've lost people, I mean, to the fight. Uh, we've had our own battles, we've had our own fights with the case, whatever. So we just try to get that awareness out there to the guys see left and right, the girls see left and right, to be like, hey, you're not alone. Okay, there is people out there trying to help you out. Um, there are services that actually do work. It's not just fluff stuff. We know how veterans are. We know, again, speaking from experience, we get it. We're not all about to sit in a circle and, and hug each other and, and give high fives or whatever. We get it. But there are people out there that can help you out. Just go right to mission22.com. Um, for veterans, click on that thing and they'll... And, yeah. it's, yeah. and a big thing I think we all went by, and I, I've heard Donnie say it first, I don't know if he came up with it or whatever, is uh, I love the saying, is, it's okay not to be okay. And let everybody know that, like, hey, we're, it's just life, you know, we, we, nobody makes this this walk alone, so, if anything. But, uh, yeah, no, I think that worked too. There was you know, you know, some random people showing up, right? Two stopping yeah, driving was was getting some of that, that that splash. Everyone, yep. That impact was good. That was uh, yeah. I had my art history shirt on last night. Oh yeah. So, so the, the shop person, right? Yeah. So we were going. Was that the Bronx? Yeah, that uh, was uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, it was. I think it was like outside Philly. Outside of Philly, so we we were running down the street one afternoon, um, and this woman came running across the street. And uh, gave us some shirts from our shop and made a donation to Mission 22, and uh, it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was under the train, right? That was under the train overpass. Where was the city that was? That was yeah. before that. But it's yeah, Philly yeah. was the one with the train overpass. Yeah. So it was just a, it was people everywhere. It was, the support was great, and uh, and people came out and they asked questions and uh, 
uh, hopefully we uh, we we did help some people. See Matt Rogers with the Zeus. Yeah, yeah. This is always a um, So I know you guys did a ton of fundraising and events. Um, are there any businesses or people out there you want to quickly thank for? Yeah, past yeah. events and up. I know we'll probably talk more about the upcoming events in a little bit, but yeah, we had some local companies, Topo Shoes. Um, they helped us out with some gift cards, which we were um, we were able to disperse through different challenges that we did and um, some raffles that we had, and we gave those away. Yeah. Um, uh, Ufos. Ufos. We, we, we wore every single night. I have one right now. Yeah. Um, they're under the puppy right now. <laughs> yeah, they're under the puppy. Um, who else? Um, I mean, you get shoes at one point, you got to reload the shoes right there. Oh, yeah, all Kyle time. Squid, thank you very much. I'll I'll watch you up. Uh, all time people. People. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's like too many. Yeah, there's so many companies. Um, Kyle's Cow came through and, and, and donated some shoes to help us get through. Um, <laughs> yeah, Rob, shout out to Staples, Fairhaven. Oh, fantastic. Oh, in the water, yeah. Florida Green. Oh, yep. Yep. Poor Farm for for helping us out and um, and not just helping us out but showing up and running with us and yep. participating. Doing and the pub crawl and hosting yep. again this year. Yeah. Buzz's Bay Brewery. Brad. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the New Bedford Police Union. Uh, the union actually donated the bus, so we're able to use the bus for. Uh, oh, that was uh, huge. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of a mobile command center. I would say that was pretty integral. Without without that piece of equipment, I think we were uh, plus it donated money too. We made a, a donation for fuel. Um, which was good to support the support the cause. Absolutely, yeah. Erg Fit and yeah. uh, um, the Bedford CrossFit. Yeah, Buzzes Bay, Bay Brewing. Yeah. Yeah. Josh, you know, hosting yeah. the Cornell Tournament this year. Um, There's just so many people. Yeah, I mean the entire Junk Miles crew was, I mean, I think, I think we both think just instrumental in the success of this thing. Like, how about the uh, how about the girls at the at the, at the hotel? Oh yeah, the balloons. Remember the yeah. balloons and all that yeah. other yeah. stuff, right there. Yeah. The welcome, yeah. the welcome home, or the welcome home. No. So we stayed in. They kind of screwed us. So there's a few hotels that, that we stayed in, and they, they varied from their enthusiasm. Oh yeah, from none, from, from none to uh, oh, to uh, yeah. over overwhelming, yes. and uh, it was great to see. Um, most of the hotels were very gracious because we took over <coughs> their lobby every morning and every night. Um, but uh, yeah, some of them didn't didn't really seem to want us there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we made our way through anyway. We we weren't at any one hotel for a long time, so no. Um, and I mean, just a lot of unofficial sponsors: Squirrel Nut Butter, <laughs> Advil. Huge shout out, <laughs> Doctor Scholes. Uh, um, whoever made me cookies. Sandwiches, dinners. If you. If you were out there and you were a part of it for any period of time, whether you know it was supporting us back home or actually being out there running with us, like I don't think you realize how much how much we really appreciate it. I think you know huge shout outs to Victoria, Cindy, Carla, like you know all of our wives just they just let us go for. For two weeks to, to let us do this this crazy shit that we just came up with and you know no questions asked and just just supported us and you know I I think that says a lot about them and 
you know, they, they supported us just as much as we did. All, all we did was run, you know, I think they sacrificed just oh, as much. They, they only ran a, a little bit, I guess. That's, that's, that's <laughs> they were the ones that actually... You know what I mean? Like, I keep saying it, I keep saying it, they don't even realize they're doing it. They have no idea even doing it. Oh, all, all we did was just run a little bit. That's all we did. Left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. We had the easy part. Yeah, the easy part. Let's say the easy part. <laughs> yep. Every day they'd be asking about how we were doing in, in the truck. Every three miles in the day, like, hey, you got, what do you guys need? You guys all right? And then their response would be, no, what do you need? Yeah, thank like, you. What do you mean, what do we need? We've been, we've been hanging around all day in a truck and driving around and doing stuff. But the question would still be to us. Hey, we're doing these stuff. What do you guys need? Of ultras, though. The crew is hurting is just as bad as the runner sometimes, yeah, honestly. Because it's boring. It is. And it's sleep deprived. Yeah. And then thank you to, like, all the people who, you know, sent us text messages, Facebook messages, phone calls. You know, like two check, men, right? check, yeah, it was, you know, there was like an hour every night that we kind of spent as like social media time just to like catch up with people reaching out. But, you know, one of those funny little things of like everyone just kept asking about my feet. Like I would get phone calls and texts like, oh, how are your feet today? And like the easiest thing ended up just being just like lying to everyone and be like, oh yeah, they actually got better. Like, was, oh, it, was it? 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 Anna Myler at CBS Boston yes. was the oh, the she, turning point for. She was the catalyst that got it all going. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff made it happen. Yes, yeah. she was the turning point for like the media. Just you know, she decided. Uh, my mom reached out to her to see if they were interested in doing a story, and uh, a bunch of her brothers are veterans and and serve, and it was something that was close to her heart. And she reached out to me and Brian and and did the initial story and did a follow-up story I think twice and she was the one that after people saw it on CBS Boston there was kind of like this oh shit moment of oh these guys are really gonna do this like we kind of missed out on the story and then there was like this this backlog of of people trying to catch up and and put out content so well no we big thank you to her yeah no one believed us no one believed it. I mean even I would call so on the flip side while they were all doing their tasks, I would stop calling and email, even cold call stuff. Um, as we're going through, like local news. So I we ended up in Connecticut for three days. So I was trying to think ahead and and call, email them, and then even call them. I talked to like the news desk. So just some news reporter that happens to be man on the phone that day. I call them and be like, hey, I got two guys who are running from here to D.C. And they're like, oh yeah, okay, what's your name? What's all right, yeah, we'll we'll call you back. And then like nothing until six, seven, eight days into it. Yeah. Well, I was able to call, and then now they're realizing, oh, yeah, wait, we did hear that story. Okay, and then more, it snowballed. Yeah. And some more people started showing up when they believe that, hey, they really are. And then I could say that, too, made it easier. My pitch to them would be, listen, we're already day eight. They've already run 350 miles straight. So that's already a story in of itself, and we're going to go 500 miles. People said to believe it was a big piece. Yeah, I think there was a lot of, a lot of doubt. Oh yeah. Initially, I mean, yeah. I, I, and I'll I'll speak on it too. On, you know, the two of us are very different in the sense of, you know, what Brian's accomplished in the ultra running community compared to what I I haven't done shit. You know, like I've been running for three years, and Brian, you've done fun. You know, Brian's over here <laughs> in okay. thirteen hundred milers, and it has this resume that's a mile long, and you know, there was definitely. Uh, some doubt of 
you know, is Josh really going to be able to do this? I like, never, and never had doubt. So I think it, it took a while for people to, you I know, did. maybe until until we crossed into New York or Pennsylvania, like, oh shit, like, I think this might actually happen. But you know, <laughs> don't listen to Jeremy. <laughs> What's Shut up, Jeremy? <laughs> <laughs> What's so unbelievable about running 500 miles? <laughs> yeah. So it's all relative, like we said. Um, I guess I don't know if you guys want to fast forward a little bit to. Yeah, I feel actually, like it's, it's getting late. Getting into getting into DC. Getting into DC, it was a good feeling. It was a short day, 28 miles, and uh, we had fun. We had a we had a good time. We had a, a big crew with us. Yeah. We pissed a lot of people off that day before us. Specifically, better Josh, because we kept treating day oh. eleven as the last day. Because we're like, oh, it's we're done now. Like, the, I think the last day was twenty-eight or twenty-nine miles. So, yep. so we essentially didn't count it as a run. And it Josh kept been... getting pissed off that we were like, yeah, this is it. Tomorrow's just a fun run. Like, don't even worry about it. Don't even worry. <laughs> I've never ran that long in my life. Yeah, <laughs> what do you mean? That's right? Yeah. Another, yeah. Yet and, uh, another personal record when we showed up. Which uh, is, so. But it was great. We uh, So we're doing it, and um, we do about 20 miles, I think. And we actually break into Washington, D.C., and we all noticed that um, we're being followed. And it was the Washington, D.C. police. And they were, pick, they were leapfrogging us. Um, all the way through till we got to the uh, <coughs> to all the memorials the to the mall, and uh, we didn't know why, <laughs> but uh, they stopped and they just said they wanted to make sure that we were safe and uh, making it through the city. Yeah, and it was great to have that support support there too. Um, and then when we got to the mall, yeah, it was it was like a at that point it was like the celebration kind of had started. We we had an interview. Uh, in front of the Washington Monument with the DC uh, news crew and then we all kind of took a moment and walked through the Vietnam Memorial then we went to the Lincoln Memorial hung out by the reflecting pool for a little while and then I had a, a good friend of mine who I was stationed with in Sandy Hook, New Jersey uh, Brian Murray who's now a police officer in Arlington actually set up a police escort with both the Arlington Police and uh, the park police to escort us with the motorcycle unit from Washington D.C. into Arlington, all the way to the to the cemetery. And so we left the mall. We left. We met the police at the Vietnam Memorial, and then lined up uh, just two by two. Me and Brian in the front, and then uh, Cindy and Victoria directly behind that, us, and then everyone else just two by two behind them, uh, and then ran, you know, double file into into Arlington with the police escort, like as the sun was setting, and it was kind of this surreal moment of the last two weeks kind of coming to a head, and I think just a lot of personal reflection for for both of us and a lot of emotion and we kind of pull into to Arlington and the streets are lined with police and firefighters and friends and family and news random people and news crews and we just you know <laughs> me and Brian just I think our heads were just just pointed straight and uh, eventually everyone kind of peeled off and 
let me and Brian go all the way down to to the gate of Arlington, just the two of us. And we we touched the wall and the thing was over and then obviously had to run. We ran all the way back to <laughs> add a mile. Yeah. Add a little mileage. Yeah. It would have been a, a complete day if they didn't add something on the end. Yep. And that was that was the end. And uh mission twenty two actually had a celebration with us at the end yep. and um so we all get to spend some time together with our friends and family and then uh and it was over. And it was over. And then uh yeah, I think one of the weirdest things was like, yeah, like I said, that next day, and even like the weeks following, it was kind of, I almost went into like this depression of, like, what's next, you know, like is, I, I had this like weird feeling of like, is this was, did we just peak out, like does it ever, does it get better than that, so we kind of like get these like weird things from an experience like this that, yeah, you're so happy that you just, you just did this kind of epic journey that you put so much time and effort uh into but on the other end of things you're like you know like, how the hell do i top this like n like now now what do we do because it kind of like leaves you with this like empty feeling after i felt yeah. yeah yeah so now what do we do we're, we're going to do some well, more we're gonna do a lot of stuff what's next well, we've got a whole calendar of events coming oh, up so locally. Yeah. <laughs> IT, Sunday, 22,000 meters, hosted by ErgFit, Art Cardoza's gym. Um, yeah. April 19th, you said? April 19th, yeah. Sunday. More um, info to come? Yep, more info to come. We, we actually are just finalizing the uh, registration page, and that'll be fun. And <laughs> Do we have a note for us right now? Can we just lay it out? Yeah, how many hugs yeah, did Brian yeah, 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 give yeah, up? A lot. Hugs. A lot. Brian was that? a hugger. Brian, you're sitting right there. <laughs> I asked that question. <laughs> uh, so you guys, we have the the rowing event coming up. In so April. it's four events. So essentially, yep. so this is also got to yep. too. To essentially, without giving out the exact dates, which we'll in a moment, we'll post up all the social media when they have concrete. Yeah. Um, this is kind of blown up because a little bit of backstory. Uh, Jared and I. Three, four years, three years ago now? Yeah. Three, three, four years ago now, uh, started doing the pub crawl. That's what it was. One big event, that was it. Pub crawl, downtown, uh, Poor Farm, Rose Alley, Greasy Luck, uh, Moby Dick Brewing Company, and Slante. Uh, that's where it started. That's kind of how we got a little bit of notoriety, if you will, in the area. That's how they heard about us, got linked up. Um, and since then, last year, so 2019, um, in the lead up to this big mission, um, started doing other events. So last year was the first year we did uh, the road event, ErgFet, and then we also did the Kono tournament um, with the Blessed Bay Broom Company. This year we've actually kind of uh, essentially formulated a team, if you will. So Jared and I, uh, Brian and Josh, and probably four, five, six, seven other guys um, have all kind of, guys present in this room right here, um, have all kind of come together now. Um, and the intent is with now having a full crew, uh, this year doing at least four events. So starting out with the rowing competition, um, that's gonna be the first one on May 19th, you said? April, April 19th, yeah. Uh, April 19th, excuse me. Start with the rowing competition, then we have the pub crawl. Uh, then we're gonna have, uh, Cornhole. Yep, Cornhole and... Doing a 5K. Possibly. 5K, yeah. Maybe Johnson Johnson 5K action. That's going to be going on as well. And they got their, uh, kind of like almost like a run to remember. 
Yep, and then maybe in the fall in the end, a, a recap run for Remember. So at least four events, maybe five events throughout the year for 2020. So that's kind of blowing up too. Closing thoughts. Okay, here we go. You're on. Does anyone have any closing thoughts? There we go. Get back in the So, uh, the video got interrupted. Sorry, guys. So, we're going to call it uh, for the night. And just want to say it was, uh, it's been great. We appreciate all the support. Yeah, I think if. So, I know we kind of. We like started out doing like a day-to-day -day recap and then quickly, as soon as we made it to Connecticut, stopped doing that. So if you have any questions about, you know, the fun intricacies of the run, feel free to, to ask me or Brian or Jared or Donnie. The best way to get stories is to come out and run with us. So yeah. Um, and I won't be there, but these three guys will probably oh, be there. No but we got good ones, you know. North Philly, Baltimore. <laughs> we we ran through some fun fun areas, so yeah. we got stories to tell. We just, you know, it was a twelve day run, so Irish country. How many yeah. hours did you do? How many hours? I don't know. You figured it was like twelve hours, fourteen hours a day times. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Hours, probably. I would say fourteen probably times twelve is probably a good. A lot. I'm not gonna do that. So yeah, that's a, that's about it. Thank you guys. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank right. thank you, Mike and Ryan. And yeah. thank you, John Miles. Ryan. Thank you, Sandy, for having us over for dinner. Yes. Uh, and ho hosting us. Mission22.com. Go there. Um, so we bashful. All right, just go to the website, check it out. Right hand side, four veterans. Just scroll down. Um, if whatever. If you're not ready yet, just go there, take a look at the programs. Um, this is going to be programmed there for you to help you out. It works. All right, this is, that's why they did this, I would say. Yeah. I can't speak for them, but I, I kind of am when I say that's the reason why they put their body through hell, if you will, for uh, 10, 11 days. Their family went through it too. All the support them, all the support crew. Um, that's literally why they did it, I would say, is yeah. to make sure that guys all around can get the help, guys and girls. Makes everyone aware. Yeah. Can get the help that they, they need. If and they then... Uh, another thing too that I always like to, to throw out at the end of this is, you know, we we created this this run to give back to a cause that you know me and Brian and Johnny and Derek, uh, Jared felt passionate about. Um, anyone can do do what we did. You don't have to do something of this magnitude to to make a difference. So. You know, running is is the thing that that we do, but use your means to to give back to something that you're passionate about. And, you know, yeah. make a difference, give back to your fellow human. I think we we learned a lot on this run about all the good that there is out there. I know, you know, in the news and the media, all you see is is the terrible shit that's going on in this country. But you know, the majority of the people out there are really good and and want to give back and help out their fellow humans. So so do that. Um, also, shout out to to a, another um, chapter, if you will, of Mission Twenty Two. There's going to be a P Bruins night. Um, so, yeah, March twenty eighth, and uh, two dollars every ticket sold goes to Mission Twenty Two. So uh, if you want to go do that, there'll be uh, people coming from other 
other places in the state and uh, New Hampshire are coming down to see the game and you can meet other people affiliated with uh, Mission 22. Absolutely. Right? That's about it. That's it. All right, guys. Good night. Good job. Give the people what they want. <laughs> <laughs>